Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, August 17th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. A pretty blistering new independent review of the CDC says the agency is too white in its higher ranks, too stuffy and elite, too slow, and not great at communicating clear guidance to help Americans through crises like, I don't know, a pandemic. The report comes from the Department of Health and Human Services, and it was released today by Rochelle Walensky, the CDC's director, who acknowledged the agency's shortcomings. The Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race has descended into farce. It started when this video resurfaced and became viral. It shows GOP candidate Dr. Oz, who's already under fire for being a carpetbagger from New Jersey, in a supermarket vegetable aisle. I thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's, and uh, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? So here's the broccoli. Okay, two problems. The local chain is called Wegmans, not Wegners. The other problem, yeah, crudite, okay? Here's a response video from Democrat John Fetterman. In PA, we call this a veggie tray. And if this looks anything other than a veggie tray to you... Appearing on Newsmax, Oz blamed his mistakes on being exhausted, saying he sometimes gets his own children's names wrong. You know how you go to Target to buy... I don't know, trash bags or detergent and end up leaving with $200 worth of crap you didn't even know you needed or wanted? Well, apparently that's not happening as often anymore. Today, Target reported its profits plunged 90% from last year. 90%. That's way short of Wall Street's predictions. One of the culprits, inflation, and the fact that consumers are spending most of their money on essentials right now. Well, as expected, Liz Cheney lost her primary in deep red Wyoming in a landslide yesterday, but we may not see the last of her. Speaking on NBC this morning, she was asked if she'll run for president in 2024. But it is something that I, uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming month. Cheney's anti-Trump stance and role as vice chair of the January 6th committee turned pro-Trump voters against her. But in her concession speech last night, she said, quote, now the real work begins. The Satanic Verses is making the bestseller list on Amazon. That's the novel that made the supreme leader of Iran put a bounty on Salman Rushdie's head back in 1989. Ever since Rushdie was stabbed at an event at the Chautauqua Institute in New York last week, the book has surged in popularity both on the site and on Audible. Prior to the attack, the book didn't even make the top 1,000. It was in the top 30 as of Tuesday afternoon. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. Coming up, Marilyn Manson is suing Evan Rachel Wood for defamation, and the response to the case is already showing similarities to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's very public and nasty trial. White teachers in Minnesota would be let go before their co-workers of color. That's according to a new agreement between the Minneapolis Teachers Union and its school board. Starting next spring, if any layoffs have to happen, teachers of color would be kept over more senior white colleagues. Why? Well, at the moment, the percentage of non-white teachers is much smaller than that of the student body. But conservatives are already denouncing the contract as unconstitutional. 
The feds have charged members of two of New York's oldest mafia families with racketeering and other illegal money-making schemes. Members of the Genovese and Bonanno clans are accused of running underground gambling clubs from normal-looking businesses like cafes and shoe repair stores. One coffee shop in Long Island, for example, typically brought in more than $10,000 per week. And a New York detective in their pocket was also charged for allegedly conducting police raids on rival gambling clubs. You ever feel like you're in a nightmare and just desperately want to wake up? That's probably what this 34-year-old woman is feeling right now. Salma al-Shahab was attending university in the UK and went home to Saudi Arabia for a vacation in December 2020 when she was arrested by authorities for following and retweeting activists on Twitter. Al-Shahab, who has two children, has been sentenced to 34 years in prison. You might want to fight for your right to party, but at least if it involves an Airbnb, you're more likely to lose the battle. A new set of built-in tools are designed to make it harder for people to book rentals specifically for parties. The types of bookings Airbnb says will get flagged? Well, the ones where the renter lives nearby, books only for one night or two tops, and only on the weekend. Airbnb permanently banned parties at all rentals in June. This won't be a surprise to our executive producer, Carrie, who hails from Maine, but the rest of us were amazed to see what a father and son pulled out of their lobster trap. A bright blue lobster. Red lobster, eat your heart out. You should really Google blue lobster, though, seriously, to see a picture of this beautiful creature. The New England Aquarium says blue lobsters are about a one in two million occurrence. The father and son plan to keep their catch in a tank at Becky's Diner, their family's popular spot on Portland's waterfront. Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard took the culture and the internet by storm, with Depp fans glorifying him and flooding social media to discredit Heard. Well, Insider's digital culture editor, Serena Bergman, is seeing similar patterns in a new case, with Marilyn Manson suing his ex, Evan Rachel Wood, for defamation. Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson were in a relationship from around 2007 to 2010. After they split up in around 2016, Wood started publicly talking about being raped by an ex-partner. She gave testimony in Congress about her sexual assault. My experience with domestic violence was this. Toxic mental, physical and sexual abuse which started slow but escalated over time, including threats against my life, severe gaslighting and brainwashing, waking up to the man that claimed to love me, raping what he believed to be my unconscious body. But she never actually named her perpetrator. Mm. That's until February of last year, when she posted an Instagram statement that was pretty explosive, alleging that all of this abuse was perpetrated by Marilyn Manson. Um, She also accused him of grooming. She was 18 and he was 36 when they met. And then it all came to a head earlier this year when HBO released a documentary that featured her talking in more detail about the allegations against him. In March of this year, Marilyn Manson, after denying all of these accusations various times, filed this lawsuit where he's alleging various different things, including defamation, which is essentially similar sort of case to what was brought by Johnny Depp against Amber Heard. So a quick recap for listeners, during the Heard and Depp trial, the commentary online against Heard was just louder and extremely vicious. What are you seeing on social media that makes you think Evan Rachel Wood will be treated the same way that Heard was? 
So the main one is TikTok. So if you look at the main hashtags that are being used, you can see a huge disparity between the number of views that anti Manson are getting versus anti Evan Rachel Wood. So for example, the most shocking to me was Justice for Marilyn Manson has 1.3 million views. Well, Justice for Evan Rachel Wood has fewer than 7,000. That's obviously a huge discrepancy. And then YouTube is seeing a similar pattern. So I would say that YouTube creators played a huge role in shaping the narrative against Amber Heard. And a lot of those creators who are making those videos have more recently pivoted after the Johnny Depp trial finished. Same thing with Evan Rachel Wood, except you could argue that Evan Rachel Wood has gone to much more extensive lengths to destroy Marilyn Manson than Amber Heard ever did. But it's to show the world how much of an incredibly toxic, vicious and unreliable person Evan Rachel Wood really is. But I believe Evan has some serious underlying undiagnosed issues. And a small note that I will add that I found interesting is that there's a few different change.org petitions that have also popped up, basically arguing that Evan Rachel Wood should be silenced, should be cancelled, dropped from projects, deleted from social media, which is something very similar to what we saw with Amber Heard as well. So Manson, you know, based on your reporting, seems to be hoping that he will get the same treatment as Depp, at least in the court of public opinion. Do you think this will work in his favor? I don't think that it will work against him. But I will say that there are a lot of differences in the cases as well. I think while Depp was pretty beloved as a person, um, Marilyn Manson, as anyone who's ever watched one of his music videos will know, has very much leaned in to that kind of edgy persona um, and kind of uh, glorifying violence. And he will obviously argue that was just a persona, it's a performance, it's not who he is in reality. However, I think that people will perhaps be swayed by that a little bit more. And I also think that there's a point to note in terms of what their defence or what their arguments will be. So Johnny Depp argued that it was Amber Heard who was the abuser in the relationship, right? But Marilyn Manson is going down a different route and he seems to be getting ready to argue that all of this was consensual and looking for supporters more within the BDSM community, which is an area that's arguably a lot less well understood and well supported in the mainstream. There is ongoing conflict between the growing push to believe women who make accusations and then the online urge to vilify them. And many people have argued, and you write, that the herd trial was toxic and damaging to people who speak out about abuse experienced at the hands of powerful men. What do you make of all of this? pendulum swing in social justice movements. Um, There's always kind of a backlash to what came before in many ways. And I think this kind of idea that it's actually more progressive to not support a woman, for example, in the Johnny Depp case, because we're supporting male victims, or in the Marilyn Manson case, because we're supporting BDSM communities. It allows people who are of a progressive frame of mind to get behind something that feels like it's misogynistic, without them having to let go of their prior views. This case will put the online moral fabric to the test once again. (laughs) Certainly. Serena Bergman is the digital culture editor at Insider. Thank you so much for talking, Serena. Thank you for having me. 
Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Refresh.